This podcast is an unedited excerpt from a live MCLE webcast. See the episode notes for details about the speakers and links to the program's full video and audio recording. Get access to everything MCLE offers for one low subscription fee with the MCLE Online Pass. Try it for free for a month. Go to www.mcle.org slash online pass. Please note that MCLE's products, services, and communications are offered solely as an aid to developing and maintaining professional competence. The statements in this recording may not apply to your circumstances, and no legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice is being read. Okay, thank you, uh, Attorney Sadek. So I'm going to talk about the uh, SJC model jury instructions on implicit bias. So in September 2021, the SJC issued model jury instructions on implicit bias that is required to be given in all jury trials in every case, criminal or civil. In the beginning of the case, there's instructions to be given at the beginning of the case, preliminary instructions, and in the final instructions to the jurors. And these instructions, they're captioned, be fair. We have included them as the materials for this program. You can also find them on mass.gov, and I would encourage you to take a look at them. They basically say, uh, everybody, no matter who you are or where you're from, is entitled to be treated fairly. But it recognizes that this is difficult to do because we all have built-in expectations and assumptions uh, even if we are not aware of them, and even if we don't think we have them. So again, these instructions are required in all jury trials, civil or criminal, throughout the state. And um, you can request some modifications in your trial if you think it's appropriate. The district court did issue implicit bias instructions, including racial bias, uh, had instructions in 2019. So for preliminary instructions at the beginning of the trial and some during the trial and at the end of the trial. So you may see district court judges uh, giving some combination of the two, the model district court instruction on implicit bias and the SJC instruction, certainly at the end. And again, if you think your case requires some modification, you can request that. Uh, the other thing that I was uh, going to mention is just a couple quick tips for lawyers on uh, Commonwealth versus long motions, uh, suppression motions. So Commonwealth versus Long also addresses the discovery, the rights of the defendant to discovery in order to prepare these motions to suppress. Uh, so you should take a look at that part and recognize there's different standards for different stages, the discovery stage versus the motion to suppress stage. The issue of discovery can be contested. So uh, the scope of the discovery can be contested. It's, it can be analogized to a, a Lampron-Dwyer motion where sometimes you might come in and request a year's worth of records. And if something in that those records gives you a basis to request more records, you can do that. So a defense may request three years of uh, prior traffic citations of a particular officer. The Commonwealth may say no, not none. A judge may say, how about one year? And if any irregularities appear based on those requests, then the defense could come in and ask for more records. Um, we are all learning how it is that the police departments collect this information, and they do collect a lot of information on these areas. So it, it's important to try to get familiar with that. The, the defendant is 
is entitled to reasonable discovery balanced with the burden to the prosecutor. So what is the burden to the prosecutor, how they collect the information, how the police collect the information is relevant to that determination. So I would encourage lawyers to conference that issue before the hearing, before any discovery hearing uh, in Long, Commonwealth versus Long related. And even if you don't agree, you could have the hearing in front of the judge. I've seen uh, hearings on these types of cases where the prosecutor, since we're all unfamiliar with this, it's new, it's a new area, the prosecutor in the case may say that's that's way too burdensome. The way they're requesting that, it's way too burdensome. But then you might have the lawyer for the state police or the lawyer for the city police department saying, actually, that's not tough for us. We, we do collect it just like that. That's just a matter of running the program and pressing print. The problem is question, the way they asked on question number three, that wording is difficult for us. We don't collect the information like that. So that is more problematic. So it's important to have those conversations to help determine how much of a burden it is to the prosecutor. Uh, and you also can have an evidentiary hearing about the discovery part of it, whether it's a rule 14 issue, whether it's something in the custody and control of the Commonwealth, or whether it's a rule 17 issue, it's in the custody and control of a third party. And you can have hearings about that in front of a judge. Um, the, yeah, that I guess that's the points I was going to make before we each have a couple takeaways.